0: this podcast episode is brought to you by the outcomes rocket network where you get your healthcare insights from the most inspiring healthcare podcasters
1: hey y'all welcome to the outcomes rocket network the future of global informatics podcast where we discuss global informatics through conversations with industry leaders and innovators so that you can understand what it is, what it does, and how it shapes the healthcare of our future. I am your host, TJ Southern. Hey, y'all. Hey, y'all. Good day, good day, good day. Welcome to another episode of the Future of Global Informatics. It's your girl, TJ Southern, and today we have Chris Grutta. Chris Grutta. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> welcome to the show today chris how are you doing
0: i am doing excellent tj thank you so much for having me you did an excellent job pronouncing my name Aww. people screw people mess it up all the time so you, that was perfect <laughs> well, <laughs> much thank you thank
1: you thank you so much so let's go on ahead and kick this off because when i tell y'all i'm very excited to talk to chris y'all chris works for mass general i'm gonna let him tell. You know, y'all about himself, but you know, just for my Bostonites, for my people that are up in that Massachusetts area, shout out to y'all. We got a representative coming from y'all area. All right, Chris, tell the people about yourself. Tell the people about yourself.
0: Yeah, thanks, TJ. So, yeah, I do work for Mass General. Uh, I guess technically, I work for Mass General Brigham, which is the parent enterprise organization. Um, if if anyone's familiar with the Mass General system, it is massive. Mm-hmm. So many um, satellites and sister sites: the Brigham, the Dana Farber, McLean Hospital—they're mm-hmm. all under our umbrella. It's one big, huge system. I think we employ something like eighty thousand employees in the state of Massachusetts alone. And wow. of course, they're starting to branch out into New Hampshire and surrounding areas um so it's a large system and uh I, i've been working for them for about three years now i actually started just before covid um and prior cool. to that i was i was working at another very large system the uh, beth israel Leahy system uh, okay. prior to that so that's probably i, I would imagine at this point the second largest uh, healthcare institution in Boston. You know, we have a lot of them. We're we're fortunate. If you're looking for a job, if you're a clinician <laughs> or looking to get into healthcare, Boston is where it's at. Uh, Love your plug. Love and, your plug. Yeah. yeah, definitely. Come <laughs> on down. Lots of opportunity. Um, so yeah, but in terms of my informatics journey, uh, I've I've been doing it about a year now. i uh, been a nurse for over 10 years. And uh, interestingly about me, I'm actually a second career nurse. So I had a whole career before I ever became a nurse. Okay. Um, so I think that's what actually led me down the path of becoming an informaticist. Oh. Um, it was just kind of like good marriage of all my skills. So prior to nursing, I had been working in a business-to-business marketing firm doing um, some of the early uh, digital marketing kind of stuff. Mm. And while I was working there, they had a small development team, And they needed someone to be the liaison between them and the reporting folks. So they had all this proprietary software that they were making for them. And they needed someone that understood the reporting team's workflows and and needed to understand how they needed to build the system and test it and make sure it worked right and then go back and train everybody. so it really lends itself well because that's basically an informatics job, except it has those clinical components yeah. and that clinical knowledge base. <laughs> Look
1: so, at this,
0: Chris, yeah. I just so I,
1: like, yes, classic yeah, so. informatics. Y'all, listen to his journey. Listen how he just kind of, you know, stumbled on into informatics. That is really, really how many of us get here. I'm telling y'all. That is how many of us get here. Okay, Chris, go on ahead. I'm so excited. Absolutely.
0: And I think, I think it was either yourself or one of your previous guests. I was listening to some of your previous podcasts uh, that said, yeah, it's one of those things that a lot of, I think a lot of clinicians kind of stumble into, but they, you put it best. It's one of the best kept secrets in nursing right now. It's such an incredible opportunity and there's so much out there and And there's some, in terms of the opportunity, if you think about it, healthcare is far behind when it comes to technology, right? Yes,
1: it is. You
0: have a lot of these old institutions that were very slow to adopt. And we're in 2022, which is digital first companies, the age of digital first companies. And healthcare seems like it's digital last, right?
1: (laughs) Yes.
0: So I know, especially for me, where I came up in nursing in a lot of these old legacy institutions, I noticed there was a lot of retrofitting of technology Mm. and band-aiding the situations. Maybe some started off with with lab interfaces Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and lab ordering and results like that. And then now you're starting to see more and more institutions graduate to those comprehensive EHR
1: systems, right? Like the
0: epics, the text, those kinds of things, and really starting to get their head around it, and, and and trying to make up for lost time. And I think that's where the opportunity is for nurses, and really clinicians in general, um, because there is so much work to be done to catch up. And we need that people with that clinical knowledge that understand the workflows and understand the clinician's side to really help design and implement these technologies.
1: Oh, my God, Chris, do you want my mic?
0: <laughs> Do you want my
1: mind?
0: I know. I know. Am, I, am, I, am I speaking too much for you?
1: When I tell you, okay, so I'm going to have to break this apart, just like it's like a, a biscuit. I'm going to have to break pieces of this <laughs> conversation down love it. because I love your point of view. I love, you know, how you have been in informatics, you know, you started pre right before the pandemic hit and mm-hmm. even in 2019 coming now to 2022 you still see this disjointing of all of the systems of these legacy systems that hospitals are starting to realize hey we it, it costs us more to keep this legacy system than it does to find new technology to integrate with the systems that we are bringing aboard So I love the fact that you have this view of everything that is going on. PSA, guys, Chris now in 2020 is seeing this, and this is what many nurse informaticists have seen for years. I mean, even in his statement of, you know, healthcare being late to the party, very much so late to the party. Um, Even in project management, I remember when I first became a project manager and I had people asking me, you as a nurse, project management, who else is better suited to do it? Um, Project management also started late in healthcare. You know, when you see project management, you usually see it in the construction realm, business realm, building, you know, realm. You very rarely used to see it in healthcare. Well, healthcare got smart and then said, oh, well, maybe we actually do need clinical persons running these projects. So that's what turned me as an informaticist into a project manager. There are other informaticists that are project managers as well. But I love the fact that we have informaticists out here that understand the need, okay? The dire need that we have right now with healthcare systems is the continuity of the system itself.
0: Yes, yes, that's exactly (laughs) right, TJ. And I think to your point, COVID was a big catalyst, right? All of a sudden, they they much had so. all these disjointed systems and there was a big need to, for everyone to be on the same page. There was this big push for technological solutions because we all had to remove, move remotely, virtual care, telemedicine, all of this had to happen practically overnight and stood up real quick. And uh, it really exposed a lot of those vulnerabilities in a lot of these systems, not having that comprehensive documenting system or charting system, Mm -mm. or or even even from the administrative functions and the business functions, Mm -mm. having everything just harmonized so, that you can take all of your clinical and business operations and have one platform and one format that everyone's working off of consistently.
1: I love it. So, Chris, what inspires your current work? What inspires your current work that you're doing now with Mass General?
0: Same thing that got me into nursing. It's always about the patient, always the patient at the center of care. I had kind of a unique journey getting into healthcare. So as I mentioned to you, I had a whole career before nursing. So why did I become a nurse? Mm -hmm. Well, I became a nurse because I was a very sick patient Mm -hmm. and I was incredibly inspired Mm -hmm. by the people that cared for me and everything they did. And Mm -hmm. I was just in awe of these powerful women, these nurses, they were Mm -hmm. intelligent and knowledgeable and fast on their feet and resourceful and and compassionate. And it was just, I, I I cannot say enough, I'm just absolutely awestruck. And after getting through over my illness, I I was uh, going through a bout of of cancer. I had Hodgkin's lymphoma when I was Mm. in my early 20s. Uh, Getting over that, you know, I was picking up the pieces. This was right around the 2008 financial crisis. I had Mm. just gotten laid off. I didn't have any job. I didn't have any money. I didn't. I didn't. I was single, you know. So I I really picked myself up and said, I want to do that. I want to do what they did Mm. for other people, what they did for me. And that's still what guides me is is understanding that everything I can do to make the system better for clinicians, so they can more effectively and more efficiently address those populations that are in need. They can mm-hmm. spend more time doing what they do best, taking care of the patient, and less time typing and clicking and all and, and all that, all the documentation. Try to try to do as much as I can to help that.
1: Come out, come out, come out! I need to give you a pull pit, Chris. I need to give you a pull pit because you have hit the nail on the head, the bullseye, and that is essentially all of our passions, goals as an informaticist. To sit in this seat as an informaticist, you have to be you have to have the compassion of caring. You have to have the compassion of wanting to see better outcomes, not only for patients, but for your colleagues. This is the the extra caveat that I tell people. Yes, we are patient advocates, but on this side of the seat, now we can advocate for our buddies, for our ones that's out on the floor that are actually doing the job. Like you said, you, I can't even tell you how many times I got providers that come to me to tell me, TJ, do it really take six clicks to do one job? And I'm like, nah, I can't show you the workaround because. <laughs> <laughs> so I love the fact that you are um, displaying informatics, nursing informatics, as it at its core. So my question to you is. What is your organization currently doing now um, with data analytics? Are you guys doing any projects with data analytics or any projects that you would think that would be interesting for our listeners?
0: Yeah, we are starting to do more and more with data analytics definitely. I think even historically from an operational standpoint, you know, we've already we've always made a lot of data-driven decisions in healthcare. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I think that's only going to be more and more now that we have these comprehensive systems cuz now we have great consistency of data, right, which is really yes. important for analysis, and we can start to crunch large data sets to see these trends, not just clinically, but operationally and yes. business and from a business standpoint. So there's definitely um, a lot more opportunity there to still be explored. Uh, One great example is uh, I was actually recently hearing about a project that they were piloting in some of the ERs in our system where they were making machine learning models to kind of, yeah, to really start predicting patients that were at high risk of being admitted so they could start getting the paperwork going on the back end and start getting their admission rolling to kind of really get rid of some of those those time gaps That's that nice. exist in that process. Mm-hmm. And we're hearing about more and more of that kind of stuff using these technical solutions to really crunch down a lot of this these data sets and really have meaningful operationalized outcomes. Mm-hmm. Um, so definitely a lot of that kind of stuff going forward. And, and I see that just getting bigger and bigger.
1: Man, that is nice. I yeah. love the fact that y'all are using machine really learning. Really cool GAI. stuff. Yeah, that is... I keep telling y'all informatics is cool. Like you do not not have to be stuck in one little thing, in one little box. I'm going to keep preaching this and keep teaching this and keep saying this. You do not have to be stuck in one little box. When I started informatics eons ago, yes, I was in a cubicle (laughs) looking at a computer screen. It's so totally different now. It is so totally different now. So use it to your advantage. Take, take, those learning experiences and carry them with you and go on. Use it as a springboard, a launching pad. So what additional opportunities do you see exist for our role?
0: Oh, yes. I think the opportunities, they're only going to get more and more. I think if this is something that you've maybe heard about or were thinking about, definitely now's the time to look into it because the Mm -hmm. opportunity is now. Right now, I work on a very small team. There's about myself and six other full-time nurse informaticists. And we have a handful of physician informaticists too, but they split their time between doing clinical care mm-hmm. and and and, and, inform- and informatics work. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're really more, more of the full-time. But just like I was saying, a lot of more of these older legacy systems and even the new digital first companies like your Google Health of the world, your Amazon Health, mm-hmm. all of them, they're going to need people like us that have that clinical lens.
1: Thank you. That
0: really understand the implications of what goes into these technologies and what these clinicians need out of it and how they can best interact with it. Like you said, sometimes, how many times a day do you hear in your informatics role? it's too many clicks, there's too many screens, right? <laughs> That's because some developer didn't understand their workflow. They didn't,
1: they didn't. And we have to be there. We have to be have there. To. Hello, to. healthcare systems. Let me tell you now, I'm going to keep saying it. Healthcare systems, Google, you can call me. Amazon, you can call me too. (laughs) I I
0: don't
1: mind working for you. But you need to have a clinician at the helm of your applications. Anything that is dealing with patient care, whether it is information going in it or information coming out of it, you need to have a clinical person at the helm. I'm gonna keep saying that. So
0: Absolutely. now the cool Absolutely. thing that you
1: said, the cool thing that you've reiterated that I have not had to say again, but it's cool. As you said, the opportunity is now. Like it if is. you're going to do it, Absolutely. come in now. But this is the key to that. We have a lot of um, clinicians who are either on the floor or new students that are coming in that don't even know what informatics is. Mm-hmm so absolutely how do we as grandparents of informatics yes I continue to call myself a grandmother y'all that's okay I'm still fine so that don't matter (laughs) how do we as grandparents of informatics help to support those new informaticists that are coming in that are transitioning in the ones that want to come in
0: yes I think it all starts with mentoring I think one of the things we've forget in nursing, you know, there's so much to kind of keep up on. Mm -hmm. You got to maintain, you know, your, your clinical education, your Mm -hmm. credits, your license, you're paying attention to all these different things. And and we almost forget about the mentorship model. Mm -hmm. I think a lot of times it's on individual units and individual nurses, and it kind of organically happens, Mm -hmm. but there's very little thought into like formalizing that. And I've seen more and more around the country, these like novice nurse programs where they're really trying to standardize how we do that mentorship model and that professional progression in nursing. And I wanna see more of that kind of thing. And I think that's exactly what we need to do in informatics, really take it upon ourselves as we're working with some of these end users and as we're going through our training and our enhancement processes with them to really say, hey, have you ever really thought about this as a career pathway? You know, and and certainly if people that express an interest reach out and say, hey, why don't you come shadow me for a day or come in and sit on some projects with me this week and kind of see what the flow is like. Let me tell you a little bit about my day to day and what my work life balance is like and my lifestyle and really just kind of get that story out there. Um, I think it's really important.
1: And things like this,
0: right? This podcast, getting the the message out.
1: I'm telling you, like. Mentorship is a make or break thing, guys, especially in informatics, because A, we are still trying to legitimize a discipline that is so desperately, critically needed, right? Mm B, we have a lot of people that don't know who we are, that we even exist, that we're even here. So mentorship for other nurses that are coming in, you know, nurses that maybe have been burnt out from COVID, nurses that are coming in as new students. Mentorship is that way to reach back, each one to each one. It's that that thing to be able to say, hey, (laughs) have you ever thought about? You never know. Your mentorship could literally change somebody's life. You never know. So for all of my NIs that are here listening, and you're tuned in, you're plugged into this podcast, make sure you get back. That's, That's the ultimate key. In order for our discipline to become more world recognized, more world renowned, for us to get credit for what it is that we truly do, people have got to know about it. So, and it's not being arrogant or haughty or prideful. It is merely just letting people know that you love what it is that you do. And PSA, y'all, I love informatics. I love (laughs) it.
0: Yeah, it really is. It really is a great profession. And I think as the need grows, the word will get out there more organically, but there's definitely a lot we can do too. I think historically clinical informatics has been viewed more of a like a nice to have kind of yes. thing uh in a similar vein to like your unit educators and you know your your staff developers they're, they always seem like they're like the nice to have roles but i think as we become more ingrained with this technology in healthcare, yes. it's going to turn into a need to have yes
1: yes because and i that's... can think
0: of so many examples and so many projects that i've worked on where it's like if you had just engage me sooner We could have saved a lot of time and a lot of work and 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 a lot of reverse engineering to do it right the first time. Yeah. Instead of having to stop it and start over.
1: Healthcare systems. That's why we said y'all need us at the table from the beginning Beginning. because we can help you where your projects don't have to have rework, where they don't have to have redesign. Because guess what? We think with the interdisciplinary mindset, we're always thinking outside of us. It's not just, we're thinking about the nursing process. We're thinking about the physicians, dietary, um, the the people who clean, we're thinking about management. We are thinking about all of these disciplines inside of informatics and how all of these disciplines touch the chart. That is (laughs) our goal. So the question is, um, what makes you excited about the future?
0: Oh, just seeing the integration of all these new technologies, like I was speaking about the, the machine learning stuff and, and the artificial intelligence, seeing some of these really advanced technologies integrate with our system. Mm-hmm. So we could start to automate some of these more tedious and monotonous tasks, because to me... And I'm sure there are plenty of studies out there that you can read. The more face-to-face time a clinician has with the patient, the better outcome they're going to have. I think this has been proven time and time again. So wouldn't it be great if we can leverage a lot of this automation technology and some of these predictive models so that the clinicians can do exactly that? Spend more time with the patient, getting that most impactful care and letting the system do its thing and, and take some of that burden off and let us be more efficient, more effective, and more cost effective. I think oh, that's yes. that's the big selling point oh, to yes. your, your administrators and your operational folks, right? Oh, there is yes. a net cost benefit to these technologies. Mm,
1: I love that. I love the fact that you talked about pennies because- well. Yeah. All of our administrators, that's the first thing they look at is pennies. And while I understand that you have to look at pennies because we all need to get paid, right? The world revolves around the dollar. Yeah. So I get that and I totally understand that. But as we've stated earlier in the cast, sometimes things aren't a nice to have. Sometimes they're a need to have. And yeah, if you have yeah. those things in place prior to, then it'll save you a lot of pennies on that. Yeah, the I,
0: I think it'll do us some good as an industry in general to recognize the economic perspective. You know, I yeah. think we all want to kind of default to that. Well, it's about the patient. It's about the care. You know, at the end of the day, healthcare is a business, right? Yep. And yep. to keep it going, we need to keep the finances in check. <laughs> so we, unfortunately, we have to live in both worlds, right? We do. so we do. where I don't think it should drive every decision. I think we need to be conscious of it. We need to yes. make and be
1: conscious. I love it. that. I love the balance i love exactly it's about balance
0: <laughs> like so much of my life so so much yes. of life is about balance for sure
1: yes all right well chris let me tell you this it has been such an honor and a pleasure to have you on our cast today just to talk about you well, know thank the, you for having the, me a wonderful world of informatics so do you have any final words of wisdom for our listeners any final words
0: Absolutely. Whether you're interested in informatics or not, I think it's important to recognize just how diverse the roles in nursing are, how many different pathways they are, and how many different options. And something I've always tried to do in my career is to always keep an open mind and be curious. And I can't emphasize enough emphasis on that to just be curious ask people about their roles ask about what they do ask what their educational background is ask if they enjoy what they're doing there are so many opportunities out there whether it's informatics or some other sector of nursing just go out there and explore that that's what i would leave everyone with
1: oh my god so y'all heard chris say it be curious explore ask questions right if you see Always something and it's interesting to you ask them about it the only thing that they can tell you is they don't know but they should because it's <laughs> their position right so stay curious understand that there are many facets to nursing for all of my veterans out there move y'all feet so that y'all can move y'all seat. Thanks for joining us today for another episode of the Outcomes Rocket Network, the future of global informatics podcast. If your organization is looking for informatics talent, go to www.beryllus.net. That is www.b-e-r-y-l-l-u-s.net, And we can assist you in finding some of the best nursing informatics talent this continent has to offer. We'll talk to you later. Have a great day. See ya.
0: This episode was brought to you by the Outcomes Rocket Network. We hope you enjoyed it. If you did, make sure you leave us a rating and review, subscribe, and let us know what you're looking for.